When the Securities and Exchange Commission created the system known as EDGAR in the 1990s to make key corporate filings publicly available, it was hailed as a victory for transparency that would help level the playing field for investors. And the system is, many years later now, very heavily used. According to the SEC, it gets more than 1.7 million filings per year, and more than 50 million pages of documents are accessed on EDGAR every day. But the SEC recently revealed that it learned last year about a hack into the system that may have allowed hackers to obtain and profit from corporate co confidential corporate information before that information became public. Here to talk with us about this hack into the Edgar system are Peter Henning, a professor at Wayne State University Law School, and Robert Hockett, a professor at Cornell University Law School. Peter, the you know most of the Edgar system is publicly available information. That's kind of the point. But there is part of it that uh, has some confidential information that apparently is the subject of this hack. Explain exactly what it is that got hacked into here. Well, the, the security breach came through a, a portal that the SEC has so that uh, newer companies, um, companies that recently uh, went public, could essentially take it for a test drive and post materials uh, on Edgar. The requirement is that whenever a company makes its disclosure, um, say quarterly or annual earnings, it has to do that um, immediately and make it available to all investors at the same time. So it was a way for them to test it. Um, but there are companies that will make filings. Uh, for example, IPOs now, you can uh, make what's essentially a dark filing. You can put information in there that isn't available to the public. That might have been available to the hackers and would give them uh, maybe some inside information about what was going to happen at those companies and perhaps others. If they rummaged around through the system, you just don't know what you're going to find. Bob, the attack occurred last year. The SEC just disclosed it on Wednesday. Is that against its own advice to companies to announce cyber attacks promptly? Well, it's it, it's hard to tell to tell you the truth. I mean, the the problem is, um, you know, that the SEC is sort of forced or faced with a, a, a dilemma. Uh, on the one hand, if it reveals information that turns out not to be really that important in the longer term, but sort of stokes a panic or stokes uh, sort of excess concern uh, in the short term. Uh, then it might well, you know, sort of think better about having disclosed something too quickly. So it's not sure whether to tell anybody right away because it doesn't want to cause more panic than might be warranted. On the other hand, that being said, if it does indeed turn out to be a significant problem, then, of course, the SEC looks to have egg on its face when it turns out that it knew the information even sooner. In this particular case, I think what's particularly important or maybe worth noting is that it didn't reveal the information until it determined that somebody might actually have used some ill-gotten information in order to engage in some form of insider trading. And that's something the SEC apparently only just learned. Well, Peter, if the idea of this part of the system, you know, with the confidential information, is to encourage new companies to get on, to put things up for folks to get things in early and test out the system, what's if this ends up deterring that from happening, if this kind of hack deters that from happening, what are the likely consequences in terms of companies' ability to, to get their information out the right way? Well, I, I don't, I'm not sure if it will be a deterrent. It certainly will make companies hesitant. And indeed, even the SEC uh, said for those using this portal, you know, be careful about the information you put here. Um, but, you know, just like any warning label, I'm not sure how many people might have actually read it. 
Um, really, the message here is the broader one, and of course, this coming just a couple weeks after the uh, disclosure of the Equifax leak, is that really no computer system is completely secure, that uh, we are living um, in an era, and this may go on um, as far as the eye can see, we're living in an era in which there's going to be uh, cyber attacks and confidential information can get exposed. So, you know, it's, um, you know, maybe physician heal thyself. The SEC has to take stronger measures here to protect what may be crucial information about companies. Otherwise, they're going to be more careful about what they file and may try to fuzz things a little bit to try to ratchet down how much they end up disclosing uh, in their public filings. Bob, Edgar is tracked carefully by traders who use super-fast computers. How much information does Edgar have that can actually move the market? Well, it's got a great deal of, of such information, and, then, and in a way, that's sort of part of the point, right? I mean, the original uh, impetus behind Edgar uh, is essentially to sort of erase or to sort of diminish nearly to the vanishing point any kind of time advantage that one trader might have relative to another when it comes to trading on information that is disclosed once it is disclosed and has some sort of significance, say price relevant significance uh, to the shares of the firm that are traded, right? So the irony here, of course, is that, you know, Edgar is, is established in order to level that, that playing field. But if some people are able to hack it and others are not, you might end up with a sort of paradoxical, paradoxical situation wherein Edgar ends up facilitating certain kinds of insider trading uh, by essentially tipping off, right, some people much more, uh, much sooner than it tips off others simply by, by dint of those first people's capacity to, to hack it. So that makes Peter's point all the more important that, you know, in order for Edgar even to sort of fulfill its function, it really has to be more or less hack-proof, or at least it has to be uh, proofed against hacking of the kind that can facilitate insider trading. We've been talking about the hack of the SEC and its implications with Peter Henning, professor at Wayne State University Law School, and Robert Hockett, a professor at Cornell University Law School. Peter, this isn't the first time that the SEC's Edgar uh, system has been compromised. Now they're going to put in the consol- what's been called the Consolidated Audit Trail. So would you explain that and whether there are going to be concerns about that in light of this new hack? A consolidated Audit Trail has actually been a dream of the SECs for about the last 30 to 40 years, where it would give them a real-time look at who is trading um, across all of the markets so that they could see if there's any kind of market disruption or if the order flow is somehow uh, affected by an event or perhaps even a technological glitch. So this is what they wanted. Uh, What that is, though, is incredibly valuable information. Uh, If I know that, say, Fidelity or Vanguard is selling out a position or accumulating a position. Um, I I can trade ahead of that or trade along with it before the stock price is affected. I can make a great deal of money. So what the hack is saying is that uh, as the SEC accumulates more and more valuable information, uh, it's going to become a uh, target even more, and so it's really going to have to protect that information And, of course, the firms are worried that their information could be stolen and used either against them or by someone to profit, and that's going to cost other investors money. 
Bob, I'd, I'd expect that given this hack, and you know we don't know that much about it yet, but given this hack, uh, a lot of banks and other investors would be very concerned about what might happen when the consolidated audit trail finally gets up. Can we expect that this is just going to delay that project you know, by measures we can't even figure out yet? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know whether we should expect this to sort of delay that project uh, or not. I mean, it, it might do that. It might, in fact, instead hasten the project of, of, of beefing up uh, internet security or cybersecurity uh, or the like, or it might that might do both. I mean, a couple of other things worth noting in this connection, it seems to me, is first of all, there is the Equifax uh, matter that Peter mentioned before. Uh, there's also another matter that we've sort of forgotten about, but was you know pretty big news about a year ago, and that was um, when the New York Fed was fooled by hackers uh, into making a, a very large uh, money transfer on behalf, or supposedly on behalf, uh, of the Bangladesh uh, Central Bank. Uh, and that was uh, done through hacking as well. And indeed, the New York Fed sort of discovered the problem um, only sort of by accident, uh, only through a sort of a fortuity, uh, owing to a, a strange name that was used by one of the parties uh, who was uh, hacking it. And so people have, since then, of course, have been a little bit concerned about the security of the, the SWIFT uh, money transfer system that the central banks and other banks use as well. So in a way, the problem is, is quite pervasive throughout the, the financial system. And I'm hoping, therefore, that the takeaway from this will be that we really have to get quite serious about cybersecurity across the entirety of the financial system and not let it delay um, uh, uh, sort of beneficial actions that various regulators are planning to take unless absolutely necessary. But then instead of just sort of speed us up when it comes to uh, really addressing all of the cyber vulnerabilities that appear to be pervasive out there. Peter, SEC Chairman Jay Clayton is scheduled to testify before the Senate Banking Committee next week. What kind of questions do you expect him to be getting, and will there be a grilling of sorts? Uh, there'll be a little bit of a grilling, although in a sense he gets a, a bit of a free pass because the hack took place under his predecessor, Mary Jo White, and you know perhaps the delay in disclosing it um, might be an issue brought up. But uh, really, I think he wants to use this as a way to highlight the need to enhance cybersecurity. And as Bob said, and Bob's absolutely right that um, you know, this is not we can't just view these as isolated incidents that this is something that is going to be pervasive through the financial system. And so if you view one security patch as somehow a cure, it's at best a placebo. So uh, I think uh, Clayton is going to go on the offensive here and perhaps even use this as a way to ask Congress for more money for the SEC. Uh, Don't forget, this is a political agency. Bob, you know, we we talk about the importance of cybersecurity, and, and it seems are there ways to actually stop this from happening? Because it, it seems like every everyone and every agency can be hacked. Yeah. So, I mean, if I were a computer security expert, um, I could answer you more definitively, but I would probably also be a millionaire or a billionaire <laughs> by now. It's, I mean, in theory, we can do this, right? But, but there's so many prerequisites that have to be met. 
One of them uh, that maybe is worth highlighting at the moment is that because so much of the transacting that goes on in the financial system now takes place across borders through multiple electronic systems, you need some kind of harmonization on the part of multiple jurisdictions when it comes to what forms uh, of, of electronic communications are going to be used, what protocols, what security protocols are to be used, what specific technologies, technologies are going to be used, and so forth. And it's thus far proving to be difficult to get consensus even on that. You might have read even a couple of days ago that some of our partners in Europe and Asia are sort of suspicious of the protocols that we're currently favoring because they think we might be favoring them Bob, precisely because I'm we're so able to hack them. I'm going to have to stop you there. I thought all professors were millionaires. Thanks to two of them, Peter Henning, professor at Wayne State University Law School, and Robert Hockett, professor at Cornell University Law School.